Josh for other things people love and hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Both of us just in new stages of life. <laughs> I moved. You're back to work. Yes, yes, I know. You have a new apartment in Manhattan. Congratulations. You're out of Queens. Uh, I mean, I, I miss Queens, though. We were leaving, <laughs> and I was driving across the bridge back into Manhattan, and I was just like, ugh. Yeah. There's some part of me that's dying over here, but yeah. I'm back. R.I.P. Wendy's. I know. I know. Truly. Your longest relationship. There's like Wendy's in Manhattan, but they're not the same. Yeah. They're not the freestanding Wendy's. It's not as fun to like walk yeah. there. It's you know? stressful. Yeah. Manhattan fast food chains are just like terrible. Ugh. Avoid Dirty. at all costs. Yeah. So gross. Horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I'm happy for you and you have a lot of exposed bricks, so it's it's making me very jealous. It's it's very uh hot, very uh cool. Here's the thing they don't tell you about exposed brick though. You can't hang anything on it unless you're yeah, like talented. It's, no, it's the art itself, you know. It's like, wow, you have exposed brick. You've made it. Right, but I feel like it looks cool to have like a painting <laughs> on there and it's like, I, well, nope, that's not. <laughs> you're going to collect an art Yes, I'm going to invest in art. Yes. Mm -hmm. I hung out with uh, Shelby's brother-in-law and he told me that I should start investing in art, which is a bit bougie. I don't think he (laughs) uh, knew his audience very well. I mean, maybe if Wendy's has a limited edition print, you'd invest in that. I mean, don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I'm going to just like rip a page out of the book less and just have it framed in like one of those floating glass frames. And you'll think it's so dope. I will hang it. You'll it, hang if it you send it to your... me, I will hang that. <laughs> on your exposed brick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I'll have to figure out how to hang it on the exposed brick, which <laughs> no promises. I think people just shove a nail in there, right? Like they just It's like it concrete up. and brick, Shelby. I how know, is to shove a nail? A hammer to it. How strong do you think I am? I I mean, okay, yeah, outsource then. I don't know. But anyway. You want to come um, up here and hang up <laughs> something on my wall? Yeah, that's the other thing is we're coming on a year since you and I last saw each other. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to get ready to tell me that you were coming to visit and I was so excited, but no, no oh, we're just coming <laughs> up coming. on a year yeah. of the last visit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, our last normal weekend. The fateful super spreader weekend. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I know. Just thinking back to all the the ice creams we shared, the pizza, the closed quarter mm-hmm. dinners, like it's a miracle we came out of that alive. We were sitting next to each other in those in that packed theater, you just weeping next to me. <laughs> I was crying, just wiping my snot all over the chairs probably. Yep. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so many people infected. Um <laughs> speaking of trips to New York, we got an email. From oh. one of our listeners, Luke, about how we were talking about those New York school trips. And mm. and he uh, had to email and chime in, which I love. He said, yes. love the latest pop culture roundup and felt the need to share my experience as a high schooler who has taken school trips <laughs> to New York City. For our cross-country team each year, we drive to a cross-country meet in Manhattan. Which oh, I'm wow. like, where, where in Manhattan are they hosting... Yeah. Invitational cross country. Most of the public schools didn't have. Right. (laughs) But, anyways, they're there somewhere. Um, And during the day when we are not racing, we have the afternoon or night to wander around the city with, yes, no adult supervision. Maybe (gasps) a questionable decision made by our coaches, but definitely fun to explore the city. And I definitely agree that the highly supervised trips to NYC seem like a nightmare. So, like, you're telling me that there's freshmen 
who are from <laughs> I mean I don't know where Luke is from but not New York I guess yeah. but like New York no, adjacent my parents would never it's like even as I was moving there as a 22 year old and they were like oh my gosh are you sure are you gonna be safe oh yeah I, I got so many like teen. are you gonna get mugged it's like I don't like, I'm not sure I know anyone Harlem? who's mugged yeah. <laughs> yeah but then he also says and just want to reaffirm that I would buy merch just waiting for it to drop <laughs> Okay, okay. I've got to do it for Luke. I think he's the one and only who's ever spoken about merch. So I've got to send him a special care package or something. (laughs) Just doodle on some, I don't know, scrubs I have lying around and and call it good. Uh, Yeah, that sounds great. Um, (laughs) So then we also got a second email. This is just a great week for us. From Nicole, who is a loyal pisser, she says, from the uh, Niche UK crew. And basically, she's asking us if we are going to do a 2020 film ranking episode. Mm -hmm. And the answer to that is absolutely, of course, we would never (laughs) skip that. However, we're trying to catch up on some movies. And with the Oscar season extended two months, it's very complicated. So it will come. Mm -hmm. It will come. Mm -hmm. Just maybe in a little bit. Yeah, we're following the Oscar outline of of the 2020 film year. Yes. So 2020, uh, actually, today is the first day that a movie could come out in 2021, according to the Oscars and us. So (laughs) congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations to whatever is coming down the pike. Okay. Well, shall we get into uh, the pop culture news? Yes. Uh, All these stories are kind of dumb, but kind of fun. Our bread and butter. Yes. Um, I'll start with the Taylor Swift news just to get oh, it out gosh. of the way, you know. Dear Lord. Um, but what happened this week is the new Netflix show dropped called um Ginny and Georgia. I've never which is heard like of a this. mom daughter. Yeah. It's not doing well. It's kind of getting flack for being poorly made and kind of problematic. Uh it's about like a teenager and her really immature mom. I don't know, whatever. But in the course of the show they make it couple jabs at taylor swift um her dating history and just kind of this like old you know lazy joke about like oh you've gone through more men than taylor swift type thing and they do this multiple times or just once they do there's two taylor swift jokes in the same vein okay and so that happens on twitter people start to like call this out and the there's a trending hashtag respect taylor swift taylor swift so it becomes a a uh a well-known moment in an otherwise forgettable show. Jump to today, <laughs> Taylor Swift herself decides to jump into the fray with a, a quite a heated tweet about her feelings with this. And oh, she gosh. said, hey, Jenny in Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defining this horseshit as funny? Also, after Miss Americana, this doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. <laughs> she had time today. <laughs> what? <laughs> but <laughs> okay. <laughs> she was like, I mean, and I get it. Like, I'm all for her. You know, she gets to say what she wants. She's faced this joke since like her 2009 era. Like, everyone's made the same joke over and over. She snapped, and that's her prerogative. She has Twitter. She can make whatever joke she wants. I was here for it. But what's crazy, what's absolutely wild, what is just so unfortunate, what just puts all stands in a bad light is that her fans on Twitter now felt like they had permission to go totally apeshit on anyone who dared to 
question or joke or laugh or comment on this situation. And that includes the stars of this show, the writers of this show, and of course, Netflix, the parent company that produced this show, which led to the unfortunate incident where they decided to I don't know what it's called. You know, like when when they just gang up on a on a tweet. Oh and they yeah, just like start, tweet like, bomb or whatever. Yeah, and they decided they would do it on the most recent Netflix tweet, which was celebrating the Golden Globe win for the late Chadwick Chadwick oh. Boseman. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like embarrassing at this point. Like I'm a Swifty clearly, and I just can't stop the cringe that uh, comes with seeing like Twitter Swifties in real life. Like it's just like. That's a bad look. Like, I just don't know why they can't, you know, stop and consider. <laughs> I mean, th- yeah, this is bad in so many different ways. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, is the joke great and funny? No, not particularly. It's something we've heard a million times before. Like, yes, Taylor Swift did date a number of people back in the day. But that's, like, uh, <laughs> it's normal oh, over the um, course of a few years. Well, yes, yes. A normal, uh, yeah. A normal amount for, like, a normal person. A lot, I think, in the public mind just because they were all famous people. Or mostly famous people. It's weird that they would make this joke on a show because it's so old. (laughs) It's then crazy that Taylor Swift, who has to have heard this a million times, like, just comes out of nowhere. She must have been in some kind of mood today and was like, I've had it. Here we go. (laughs) Drinking a few. Yes, because the thing is, she... She knows what her fans are going to do if she says this. Like, she's not <laughs> stupid. She knows that if she puts... I mean, she, this has happened before on enough instances right. that she knows that people are going to go after this show. Honestly, I'm like, this is the best publicity that this show could get. <laughs> no, I, no one has heard of it. What is it? Gina and Georgie? and Gina and Georgia. And, like, and now... I mean, I'm not going to watch it, but I'm sure that there are people who are going to be like, oh, what's this? Like, let me check it out. And... Then yeah. to go after, then to not even be able to read the room enough to be able to oh, think, yeah. okay, maybe let's go back two tweets and go on something else, <laughs> not go on the Chadwick Boseman one. It's just sort of embarrassing. I mean, I get oh, it that yeah. probably a lot of these people are very young, but still, very young. like, I don't yeah. know how young you have to be for me to be able to excuse that. Like, I know. 10? It's just like that. It's like that meme from Britta in community who's like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at misogyny. It's just like, no, kids, like even like Taylor Swift can say what she wants. She can stand up for what she wants. She can fight her own battles. But this is still not the biggest like this isn't the biggest travesty happening in our world today. Like this is small potatoes. And yes, we can always draw attention to uh, misogyny in the industry and whatever else, but to then become targeted like flamethrowers in an attempt to stand up for your queen. Like it's just, it's a very weird, (laughs) very weird, unfortunate look. I don't, I also don't really like the idea that just because Netflix had a movie with Taylor Swift that then like Netflix's other <laughs> yeah. properties wouldn't be able to criticize her. I mean, not saying that this is a good right. use of that, but it's sort of like for her to be like Netflix, like, Hey, uh, I gave you a bunch of money. So now you better be nice to me. <laughs> is also a little cringy. Yeah. I, I would hope that her more, her intention with that was more that in the, in the uh, film itself, like in her documentary, it's very much about, misogyny and and unpacking that i guess that's true sort of thing but yes it is sort of like a strong arming the yeah 
the well and you know that she's take i mean she's taking stuff off of spotify it's like yeah. she's not she's <laughs> yeah. not above going and being like i'm yeah. taking my movie from you yeah. um yeah i want to know what taylor i want to know what was going on with taylor swift today like did she oh, she was just like <laughs> was she upset about something what, did know. she was she upset about the golden globes last night did someone she's like win? enough is enough She's like, I wanted snapped. a Bridgerton win and it didn't happen. I'm in a <laughs> yeah. foul mood. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of pop princesses doing um, not, not questionable, mm, but strange things. But yeah. yeah uh, uh, let's talk about Lady Gaga and her stolen dogs. Were you oh. were you invested in this story at all? Not. I saw little snippets, but I really didn't dive into it. This is wild. This is absolutely insane. So Lady Gaga is in Rome currently filming a movie about Gucci, which is a whole separate thing. I guess like the Gucci divorce, like left his ex-wife and then his ex-wife like paid to have him killed, which is a story that I didn't oh, know wow. about. But Lady Gaga is playing this wife in a movie, which sounds interesting. And I'm sure Lady Gaga will be very over the top as a murderous ex-wife of a fashion designer. So Honestly, excited to see that. But anyways, she was in Rome. So she has a dog walker who is walking her pair of beloved French bulldogs, Koji and Gustav. When a van pulls up, a gunman gets out of the car, (sighs) tries to kidnap or dog nap the dogs. The dog walker tries to fend them off. This guy shoots the dog walker and steals the two dogs. The dog walker is taken to the hospital (laughs) and he is apparently, like, recovering. He, I, They don't think that he'll die. But, I mean, he was shot. So, yeah. obviously, like, very sad. <laughs> yeah. So then Lady Gaga is obviously distraught about this and goes on Twitter and offers $500,000 if someone will return her dog. She says, no questions oh, wow. asked, which is just, like, no yes asked. so like my, my dog walker got shot, but I won't press charge. <laughs> yeah, just because she's so desperate to get them back. <laughs> She says, if you bought or found them unknowingly, the reward is the same. And then she says to about the dog walker, I continue to love you, Ryan Fisher. You risked your life to fight for our family. You're forever a hero. Aww. She kept calling the dogs her family. I was just like, wow. What this, in my mind, as a terrible person is like, wow, these celebrities will pay a lot of money for their dogs. <laughs> You're like, here's I was like, here is, a, <laughs> here is a business plan, everyone. Yeah, I mean, as a dog mom, I, like, get it. I would be so distraught if someone stole Lupe. Like, I don't know what physically I would do. Like, my response. I just think I would... It would just How much money would you pay to have someone return her? I'm sure Rob and I have very different numbers, but I would be open to negotiation with those terrorists. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, I would just... The other thing is, I mean, I guess, like, if I was walking someone else's dogs and a gunman came up, I would be like, yeah, have them. Like, do not shoot me. These are not worth it. They're not even my dogs. (laughs) That's an interesting question. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, clearly this guy is now set for life. Because if Lady Gaga is giving $500,000. Oh, also, she got the dogs back. The dogs were then then later dropped off at the police by someone who I think like they said, didn't even really know what was going on with this. So I think that Wait, the people so the who, shooter is at large. I think, yes, yes. Oh, wow. 
Watch they out. said they said that they think that this wasn't targeted at Lady Gaga, but I guess French bulldogs sell for a lot of money. So this has happened in Los Angeles <laughs> before, where these like dog napper people kidnap high end dogs and then sell oh them on the goodness. black market. But I think that they bit off more than they could chew when they stole Lady Gaga's dogs. <laughs> bit off more than they could chew. That's it. That's a dog pun. Of. Uh, that's a stretch, Sheldy. That's a bit off. Is a what? dog pun? Okay, it's not like it's it's not like it's a dog. chewing pun or something. Like a lot of things bite. Okay, we'll do a we'll do a poll in our stories because I'm God. pretty sure that's a clear pun. If someone had made that joke in the newspaper, people would be like, "Oh, pun!" Like, what are you? You can't argue with facts, you know? I mean, I guess, like, dogs do bite things, but I don't think a bit off more than they can chew is a dog reference, usually. But in the context, it becomes whatever. Anyways, I'm happy she got the dogs back. And did the person get $500,000? I don't think so. Because I don't think that they realized what... Like, I think that what happened is that (laughs) maybe these dog dog nappers, like, dropped off the dogs someplace and then someone else found them. But why did the also, dog nappers change their mind? I, I think it was too much heat. There was too much right. heat on them because they had to shoot somebody and now Lady Gaga's I'm on their tail. I'm 100% positive that the the shooter returned the dog and got away with it. And we're going to get a tell-all book about it in a few years. And, and Lady Gaga can play herself in the movie. <laughs> Lady Gaga will produce and star in it. Um, I have less fun news, but I feel oh, obligated to bring it up. Um. The Bachelor Bachelor Nation has been struck again by Again? <laughs> yeah, just it's been a while. Who's week. left? Okay. So I mean, first the story is um uh I mean where where did we leave off? So basically They got rid of the, Chris Harrison. They got rid of Chris Harrison. Uh, because she was light firing. He was yeah, yeah kind of bad on the podcast or yeah. interview or whatever with the one girl. <laughs> yeah. But so one of the more vocal um, Bachelor Nation like alums, Taylor Nolan, who I mentioned on our last uh, conversation about this, who has called out, she's a, she identifies as a black person. She's biracial. She uh, does a lot of this sort of work calling out, especially Bachelor alum who have stayed silent, white people who aren't, you know, uh, doing the work, as she says, and she was a big part of this push to get Chris Harrison fired, said we had to hold people accountable, blah, blah, blah. So she has been a proponent for anti-racism since coming on the show in like 2017. Well, interesting twist. A couple days ago, it came out that she had tons of racist, fat phobic, LGBT, like homophobic, just across the board, really. She insulted Jews. She made disparaging remarks about Indians on Twitter on Twitter (laughs) these are from like 2011 2012 so she was about 18 at the time in college these are in her tweets still so many offensive tweets that have just never been discussed by her or unearthed before and have now been weaponized to supposedly she says are trying to like you know discredit her as a as a black woman and ruining her life which it's an interesting wrinkle because I was trying to think of a similar time where someone quote unquote woke was found to have this like baggage because usually it's someone like Rachel Kirkconnell um, where this all started a few weeks ago where a contestant who does something unfortunate and then has to say, oh, I will do the work. I didn't know I'm going to be better. 
But instead, we have a situation where someone has been very much vocal on like, I am woke. Here are the well, is she saying how that you she be has woke. changed? Well, so that's the thing is people were like, okay, how is she going to apologize? She immediately becomes defensive, cites like this idea that someone's out to get her. And on top of that, only addresses her BIPOC followers. Like she's like, sorry to you guys, even though she also attacked in her tweets, you know, fat people, LGBT community members, like Jews, like all across the board. And so it's sort of like, well, you don't get to just say that. And then on top of that, she tried to say, I left those there to show like how I've grown. But she's never acknowledged them or been like, I used to tweet these horrible things and look at let's unpack like why this is problematic or whatever. So it's not really, you know, in my position as a a white woman who's not been the target of any of these tweets to really say whether or not that apology is acceptable. General consensus is people are not happy with it. And so it is just kind of a a curious incident that's... um, yeah. It's just more complicated than than most of these situations. Accountability culture uh, came back to bite her in the butt. And I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, it's strange because I feel like the the easy route for her that she could have gone was to say like, okay, yeah, that's how I felt in the past, obviously. I mm-hmm. have... I have grown and realized that those were bad. Th- I mean, there are, I know that there are things that I said or did in, you know, mm-hmm. college, especially when you have like a smaller, uh, you know, glimpse of the world that I would yeah. now not agree with. But I feel like you just have to immediately own up to that and be like, yeah, that was really crappy. I shouldn't have said those things. Those were always terrible. But I have grown a lot since then and have and have been working hard proactively to sort of like make amends for the things that I said. But getting defensive and then only addressing like part of the issue is clearly not the route to go. Yeah. And I think people because she did in a way say those things. But then people were like, well, have you done any work to unpack your fat phobia? Like there, you've obviously she's obviously cared a lot about anti-racism, which is great. And like. She's helped a lot of people, right? But not learn, the other side. Learn that things. sort of stuff, but it's also like, I don't know. It's been interesting being on Reddit, on Twitter, seeing people. You on Reddit, in these Shelby? It's communities. just it's 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 a it's a mood. <laughs> Shelby redditor it's extraordinaire. So much time, yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, you know, cancel culture at work, um, but. <laughs> I think it'll be, yeah, I think it's just interesting to see how someone who's constantly being like, be accountable, this is how you do it. And then when she's faced with her own call for accountability, she's like, no, not that way. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. And Bachelor is still going on currently? Yeah, it's the Women Tell All tonight, which was pre-recorded with Chris Harrison, which will be Ako Taco. So how many people are left then? Um, so it's, uh, the hometowns just happened. So it's the final three. Okay. Okay. And, uh, then they announced that the new host for the, after the final rose, at least. So not, they haven't said it'll be permanent is, um, oh, the guy who wrote conversation, uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Uh, mm. I should have written down his name. I don't know his name. 
Um, but so he's he's been called in. So it'll be interesting to see. It doesn't sound like it'll be a fun event. Like not that it should be per se, but the season has just become such a hot mess of just sad awful feelings because that's the other thing is matt james made a statement finally where he like denounced rachel kirkconnell which everyone the 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 hardcore rumor is that she was the winner and now she's still on it yeah yeah she's top she is supposedly (laughs) i thought she was gone no 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 she is supposedly (laughs) number one which is i think why people dug into her so hard and then on top of that now with Matt James's statement, the theory is that he broke up with her. And so the after the final rose is just gonna be like this sad like group therapy session about So you're gonna have to watch him racism. propose to her and then be like, Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh gosh, that sounds miserable. Uh, I'm glad I didn't watch this season. Honestly, bowed out <laughs> at the correct time. Um yeah. the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into love it or hate it is just I feel like we haven't done an update recently on the state of movie theaters in the country. Oh, yeah. And movie theaters are opening this Friday in New York City for the first time since last March, which is crazy. Yes. And AMC announced that they were going to open. I think Regals are still closed across the country. Um, I think some of the indie theaters are opening. But I I was sort of looking at the research and like what movies are coming out and the schedules like it's great i guess that we've gotten to a point where we can open these theaters but i don't know who is going to go see anything there because there's nothing that is coming out that i even remotely have any (laughs) interest in seeing until black widow which isn't coming out till may so i'm like it's fine i guess it's fine that these theaters are opening but it's like nobody's gonna go see anything in them and (laughs) And yeah, I don't know. It's just you don't think you don't think you'll be dragged to something, not even like for the joy of it. When I tell you that there is nothing, there is nothing. <laughs> like I, I looked at the stuff that's coming out on this Friday, and the theater by me is showing Tom and Jerry, some movie <laughs> called Boogie that I've never heard of, Chaos Walking, which is the Daisy Ridley Tom Holland movie, which I think is on some kind of streaming platform, and then that new Disney movie Raya and the Last Dragon, which is on Disney Plus. Mm. So it's like I don't know why I. I mean, I love going to the theaters, but I don't know like none of those would I want to go see. And looking at the lineup of things coming, there's not like any Oscar. I mean, this is usually a dead time of the year, anyways, (laughs) and with the pandemic and everything getting bumped to streaming platforms, it's like. I guess I could go see something that's opening maybe on like HBO Max that's also going to be in theaters, but I don't know. It feels it Godzilla. feels like was, yeah, that I'm not going to see. Don't care. We're doing an episode on it, aren't we? <laughs> News to me. <laughs> what else is coming out? There honestly? has to be. Let's, honestly, let's I'll find something. I will find something. <laughs> uh, okay, so love it or hate it. Um, yes. Uh, so the new HBO documentary, Woody V, or what's it called? What? I, the new HBO documentary series, Alan versus Pharaoh. Oh, yes, 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 the yes. Woody the Woody Allen, Allen one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, have you been watching it? No, I didn't. It, is, oh it, it's goodness. a series. It's not a movie. I think it's a four part series. So the first one was out. That's the only one I've seen. And then the second one just came out last night. So I still okay. haven't watched it. But 
Uh, I was really moving good. this week, so you know yeah. I have some excuse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I think it'll be easy enough to catch up on. I have strong feelings about Woody Allen, and so I'm glad that this documentary will hopefully. Well, I know you're such shake a fan. the blinders off such of some people finally. Ugh, no. <laughs> But it's like this has been a story that has been known forever is the 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 uh, accusation that Woody Allen abused his adopted daughter, Dylan Farrow. And on top of that, has just been like a creep and like married his his sort of married the adopted daughter of his then partner. Like, it's just I have feelings about him and I don't know why. People have been jumping through hoops to justify working with him when his movies aren't even good. He's not doing anything great anymore. All his movies are like self-indulgent, weird things about creepy stuff. But besides that, this documentary does a good job of laying it all out there. So there's like no no doubt left that there was something going on. And and whether or not you want to like buy into the full details, I hear it gets more and more like, you know, uh, un, oh man, my brain. Like, <laughs> anyways, you can't argue with the facts, and I think the documentary does a good job of of presenting it without sensationalizing it. It's directly interviews Dylan Farrow herself, as well as um her family. Obviously, Woody Allen is not a part of it, but it's been really good so far, and I'm curious to see how it how it comes together and then how it hopefully changes the discourse once and for all. I feel like these kind of documentaries or docu-series have been doing very well recently. Oh, yeah. So I can only imagine that we're going to get more of these on, you know, these kind Love of them. subjects. They're, yes. they're great for really uh, like digging deep into all the mire and yeah. figuring out what the details are, such as with the Framing Britney Spears documentary. and Oh, yeah. So... It's a good time, and anyone who's still a Woody apologist should watch this documentary and then uh, email me, and I'll share my thoughts further. I'm I, I'm not sure we have a ton of Woody Allen fans who are listening <laughs> to our podcast regularly, but if they exist, yes, yeah. please let us know. <laughs> uh, probably more fun, less yeah. impactful to watch. Uh, there's currently two seasons of Drag Race going on at the same time. The oh, wow. Drag Race US is on its 13th season. And then also we have Drag Race UK, which is airing its second season. And I actually really like the UK season a lot more than the US <gasps> one currently. Wow. I mean, one, everyone has a British accent, so that's automatically more fun. This season of US is good, but he, they are taking their sweet old time getting rid of people. I don't think they got rid of a <laughs> single person in the first three episodes. And then this most recent week's episode, they like two people were up for elimination and he decided to save them both. And it's mm-hmm. like uh, like one of them should have gone home. Like there's not a chance in the world that one of the one who got saved sort of it's like she's not going to win the show. So I don't know why we're keeping her around. And there's already too many people on there. And some of them are kind of annoying. So that's yeah. whatever. But the UK season is amazing and so much fun. And I think it's down to the final five now at this point. But the crazy thing about the UK version and just about, you know, in our COVID reality TV sense is that they were filming it, you know, back like a year ago in February. So it goes a couple episodes in and then there's this announcement that the season is shutting down because of COVID. And then, you know, eight months later, they bring back the remaining people and say, okay, we're starting the season back up again. 
So <laughs> it's a really interesting format for a reality show because obviously like these queens were there had a few episodes got these critiques from the judges then went away and lived out their pandemic lives and were able to sort of like try and fix things that they wouldn't have normally been able to fix and then came back and sort of like have pivoted in different ways which is interest which is an interesting concept for the show also it's it's between like Survivor and Big Brother and all of these different shows that handle the pandemic in different ways and The Bachelor, obviously. Mm. it's in, I think I like this idea the most where they're just like, yeah, send everybody home, bring everybody back in, you know, six months and we'll just start over from there. And one of the contestants on the UK version couldn't come back because she had COVID and they just said she's going to be on season three. Like, like, no worries. She'll just be on the next season of the show, which I also <laughs> thought was really cool. So... I don't know. Well, good. I'm glad that they've uh, adapted so that you can continue to enjoy. I know. It is a lot of Drag Race, though. I was like, <laughs> this is a lot. Yeah. I mean, do you think uh, you'll continue to prefer the UK one? Or is it just sort of... Well, I think... So, it's like franchising now in a bunch of different countries. So, I think there's there was like a Thailand version. There was a Holland version. I didn't watch those. But there was a Canadian version earlier. And then, obviously, the first UK season last year. And I think the thing is that the US version has been around for so long and is such a production that it's like a little too glossy and a little too finished. Like, all of the queens sort of know what's happening and are more with it where the UK and the Canadian versions seem a little bit more scrappier because, you know, it's people who haven't, I'm sure they've watched drag race before, but it's like not in the culture as much. The thing with Mm -hmm. the U S version is obviously drag race, you know, like blowing glass and the blown away is a very niche skill. Like there's not that many people who are doing drag to the level that they could be on drag race. So most people who get on the show, it's like they've had friends who are on the show, their drag mothers were on the show that, you know, uh, so it's a very like insular kind of world. And there's lots of, you know, oh, this person's friends with this person and they have the same designer and, you know, what, blah, 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 blah. Where with this UK and Canadian versions, they're people who are in a whole different ecosystem that's never competed before. So it's sort of fun to get to see different things where the U.S. version, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, this is basically the same thing that I've seen before. Yeah. Have you ever watched Drag Race? I haven't. I I think I feel like our interest in reality shows are like just... Like, we just have diverged in a wood. I don't know. I've never been able to get into those sort of, like, competition-y. Like, yeah, I love a competition sort of show. So, I mean, technically, I guess Bachelor is. Yeah, but Bachelor is not even a good competition show. <laughs> it really isn't. It's much. I feel like Bachelor but... <laughs> is much more similar to just, like, a Real housewives kind of thing than it is yeah. to an actual competition show. Because, yeah, like, what are they? They're. Like people get eliminated, but the eliminations are willy-nilly. There's no rules. The episodes aren't even in the same format. They're just people, you know, <laughs> going whenever anyone pleases. Yeah, it's changed a lot, to be fair. But yes, um, I agree. So I think it's just we represent the different op- 
options for reality TV out there. Also, Big Brother Canada 9 is about to start soon. <laughs> wow. So, well, this there's that. Hey, <laughs> Okay, well, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about the Golden Globes, which was a bonkers show, and I have so much to talk about. I can't wait. Oh, and. Yeah, until then, you can follow us on social media at PSURong. Send us an email at PSURong at gmail.com. You know, whether you're a Woody Allen fan or went on a trip to New York City <laughs> and high school or want merch or, you know, want to request certain episodes, like, shoot us an email. And then also, you can leave us a review. We'd prefer if you don't leave us a review. But if you want to, you could do that on yeah, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, it would just absolutely suck if you left us a review. Mm-hmm. If Shelby might go on a Taylor Swift-esque rant against you if you did, but who can say? Uh, we'll see you guys next week.